1: They gave us all the resources. I've quoted that before, and I feel bad that we didn't get it done, you know, for them first and foremost. Um, I want to thank Sean McDermott. You know, I thought Sean did a heck of a job this year. I mentioned it the last time I was up here talking about all we've been through this year and DeMar's situation. And and, um, as I told the team yesterday, uh, this is my 25th season in the league. I don't remember a team coming close to what, you know, got thrown the team's way and, and I thought Sean navigated that very well and did a great job. Uh his coaches, um, you know, they all did a you know really good job. You know, knowing when at certain times, when to back off of football and, and you know, we just need to talk about life here for a little bit, which is hard for a coach. Hey, I want to get out there and do X's and O's and um, you know, they're just as, you know, frustrated as, as we all are that we didn't get it done, but it wasn't for a lack of work and effort. Um players, you know, um, I think all these players they did such a great job battling through this. Um, we had a lot of guys I know the injury bug hit us a little bit this year. It really did uh, it 's not an excuse because um, a lot of guys stepped up and it was a good chance to see some young guys um, you know get their moment that maybe they wouldn 't have but um you know as I said, a lot of adversity I thought the players we had a lot of guys playing banged up, and you saw it at times they they weren 't playing. You know, maybe at the end of the year, the way they were at the beginning of the year, and that's just that's just part of it. But uh, very appreciative of all those guys, uh, our support staff. It takes a full unit to to support our program, um, upstairs, downstairs, trainers, videos, equipment, strength staff, analytics, uh, our scouts. It's it's a it's a whole team that helps us get out there on Sunday at one o'clock or whenever our game is. And and, and last but not least, our fans. Um, thank you. Uh, I'm amazed every week we go on the road, and some weeks it feels like a bowl game where it's half and half. And I know there's very few fan bases that that do that. Um, you know, we had the game here that we wanted. We've been we talked about when we get in here, getting home playoff games, and you know, fortunately we we hadn't lost one till you know Sunday night. But uh, it, you know, we didn't get it done there, and I'm sorry about that, but. Uh, that is still the goal, you know. As I as I talked to the team yesterday before they left, is, you know, we did a lot of good things, winning 13 games, three divisions in a row. It starts with that. Um, we just gotta we just gotta finish when it's at home. So again, thank you to our fans, and with that, I'll turn it over to you guys. Brett,
2: acknowledging that after the 13 seconds debacle, we could call it, there
3: was still a sense that this team was going to catapult forward from that. You know, it was a team on the rise, and you had a Year, after what happened Sunday, does it feel like you've taken a step back? Like this loss feels way different than where you were going after last year's loss.
1: Well, I think it's how you look at it, Sal. I mean, that loss—you looked at it as, you know, people put it on a coin toss and and some other things. It's, you know, there was a lot of things we could have done in that game well before 13 seconds to win that game. Unfortunately, that's what gets remembered as two things: that 13 seconds, which got it to overtime and then the coin toss, and that we were part of this rule change idea. If we had done some other things in that game, we would have advanced. And same thing, we played a lot of good football last season. The one thing I would say about last year, Sal, is we went through a stretch, win a game, lose a game, win a game, lose a game. You know, Till we went up to New England and won that game, whether we got in the playoffs was a real question. And that kind of that game catapulted our team. It was something that got us going and we got hot. And that's the key. You gotta win enough games to put yourself in position to make a run, but you gotta be playing your best football when you're gonna run into a good team that we, we did the other day. I would say the end of the season um, that we never put together I don't have the answer for you. We never put together a complete game. If you look back at some of the games we had early in the year, we had stretches in games, but we never from kickoff to the final buzzer, you know, we didn't we were finding a way. And I, that's where I give a lot of credit to this team was it wasn't always the offense, it wasn't always the defense. Naeem Hines in the in the Patriot game like it just a lot of things unfortunately we were not playing our best football at the end. I think a year ago we were, you know, we just ran into a really good Chiefs team and we didn't get it done that day.
2: Brandon, do you that put that on the distractions. Not the distractions, but just um, the disruptions to the
3: schedule, um, be it the snowstorms, what happened tomorrow, and how difficult is it to evaluate your roster knowing this team
1: Well, I think that's that's what you have to do every year. Is if you lose that last game, there's a bad taste in your mouth, you know. And so you got to step back, and we'll, we're we're going to continue to do that as the week goes on, and you know even beyond. Of you don't don't evaluate if a player didn't play his best game the other day, but he was a big part of why you got there, you know. You you don't throw him out. Like you got to look at holistically how they played through the whole season and. Again, I mentioned earlier, some guys were playing you know, really banged up and, and not the same looking player as we saw in, in September October. But you look at the whole thing, and you try to make the best evaluation you can. Whether it's a young player, are they trending up? Is it a young player that they ain't going to make it? Is it an older player that's trending down? Or is it an older player that's going, I think this guy can still help us going forward. So those are all the questions that um, ultimately we got to work through over the coming weeks. Brandon, acknowledging all of that and, and maybe a
2: question that started to pick up, I mean, 13 seconds last year, you know, that's kind of a, an isolated thing where you look at so much that went right offensively in that game yep. against the Chiefs. I, I guess what was striking to me anyway about Sunday was it didn't really seem that you guys had an answer from whether it was coaching or execution or whatever they were trying to do, that there was just no response to it. As the guy who puts this roster together and oversees it, how much does that concern
1: you, and what does it say about what needs to be done? Yeah, I mean, if you don't win at all, Adam, you're going to look, and, and you got to look right at yourself first. And so um, I will definitely look at the makeup. You know, in this case, you were talking about offense of offense. And what did we do well? We, ha- I mean, statistically, we did a lot of good things this year. But, yes, um, you know, the other day, 10 points is not going to win many playoff games most likely. You know, we know we got to score more than that and you know our our offensive players, coaches, all of us know that. And so we'll we'll look at it all. Again, we'll we'll start with myself, but there's nothing I can sit here and say we just, you know, I can't remember a game and you guys may know it where you know, we kick off down 7 nothing. 3 and out down fourteen nothing, three and out, you know in a long time since I've been here when when our offense is rolling. At least the last three years, I can't remember us doing that. And so it just for whatever reason, you know, we didn't we didn't get it done the other day. I think you can look at all sides, you know, you get down fourteen nothing to a good program, you kind of get out, out of your game plan a little bit. You're not you're not you're going more hurry up less under center, less, you know, you're just, you're just doing a lot of things to try and play catch up. And, and again, our, their offense was, was doing a nice job on our defense. You know, up front, you know, that game in particular up front, we didn't get it done on either side of the ball. And, again, um, that starts with me.
4: Sean, yesterday, though, mentioned you know the last game being a reflection of where the team is, and you mentioned there the 10 points. Uh, when you look and compare your roster to Cincinnati and Kansas City and sort of this arms race in the AFC, mm-hmm. do you have to invest more in the offense around Josh, whether it be better protection up front or better weapons at
1: wide receiver? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to. I'd love to have the perfect line, and and I'd love to get as many weapons. We're always looking. I mean, we added Naheem in season, which he it was to help our offense as well, another weapon for for Josh and company, but also give us a weapon on special teams um, as well. And, and I think Naheem will be a guy in particular having our full offense, you know, an off season to learn. It, you know, would have been another guy, but yeah, I. We got to be better in all categories because, again, 10 points didn't get it done. You don't want to throw out everything we did this season. Again, we we did a lot of good things statistically, and a lot of them were very similar to the previous year. Just looking at a two-year look at it, there was a lot of things. Unfortunately, we we all have a bad taste of the last thing we remember is what what happened the other day, which definitely, you know, didn't get the job done. So, you know. I would love to, you know, if it was college, I'd love to get as many 5 stars as we can. It's just the, it's the cap, it's the draft, you know, we'll have to work through that and you know, what can we get? What pieces can we add? You know, we'll lose free agents on both sides of the ball, like that's just the reality. We'll see which ones we can get back, but we'll try and do our best. We know we know again we have to win our division and then you're right, the those two teams, we were probably talking about the Chiefs other than our division the last couple of years at this end of season, but I think you have to throw Cincinnati in there now that back-to-back year they're also in the AFC championship.
0: How reason was it for you to watch your team down 14 teams and lack the explosiveness to get back in the game? What do you think it is? Is it the lack of
4: creativity or play
1: design? Yeah, we, you know, you never want to see your team down. I mean, you know, I'm an optimist. So we were down I think seventeen nothing in Baltimore and we found a way to come back in bad weather. And so, you know, I'm an optimist that we're gonna get it turned around, but we we didn't and and you know, we gotta own it And, and again that's all part of what we'll look at going forward. Yeah, I mean, I think at different times, guys did a lot of different good things for us. I mean, we again, we started out, you know, pretty good. Um, You know, I know we ran up some points the first few weeks, um, other than that Miami game, you know, in the heat. But I think through, you know, and I don't remember our schedule, but I think our offense was really playing well through the bye. And I don't remember if we were four and one or five and one whenever that bye fell. Um, I, you know, for whatever reason. I think the second half of the season, you know, I don't know if some of it was started with, you know, Josh getting his arm hurt. You know, I'm not saying it did. I'm just saying various things happened. That was when some more of the adversity hit when we, you know, we played seven home games and nine and a half road games. One was called early. You know, it's just that's part of what we got to look at is, and, you know, I think we got a lot of good players, um, but, it didn't. It didn't all play out every week the way it kind of started early in the season, Heather. Brandon, you,
3: you've got the Bengals that are going back
4: to the FC championship game for a second year in a row. Can not sit in five straight years. How do you? You touched on a little bit there, but how do you close that gap, quote and unquote, and catch those two teams?
1: Well, I mean, it's you, you're not playing like series like you do in baseball, so um, I don't feel. I mean, we. We've played Kansas City very well. Um, we beat them at their place. Hopefully, one of these years we'll get them here. But um, we've played them. You know, in 2021 we beat them there. You know, 2020 they beat us. 2021 playoffs we lose. You know, that was a back and forth game. We've talked about this year. We go in there and beat them. I mean, I think it's been a, a fairly even matchup. Uh, for the most part, and this is the first time we've played Cincinnati, um, and so you know we'll we'll continue to look at them and and but they have a good team. You got to give them a lot of credit. They were in the Super Bowl last year, so you know it's not like this was a team that. Well, how did they beat you? I mean they they went into Tennessee, who was the one seed last year, and won. They went into Arrowhead the week after we lost to them and beat them in overtime, and. They were winning the Super Bowl until the very last drive. So you could argue they were as good as any team in football last year. And then, you know, Joe Burrow had an appendectomy to start the year. They lost their first two games. But I don't know if anybody's, you know, maybe San Fran, but I don't know if anybody's been hotter than that team. So um, we knew that was going to be a real test. And, And again, that's why right now Cincinnati and Kansas City are the cream of the crop in the AFC. and and we know we you know we got to pay attention to them. So talk
5: quick about, follow up? Do you feel like
1: the gap is minimal between you and those two teams I mean, been? I don't know. I mean, I don't want to sit here and say they're both good teams, but I mean, we won 13 games. I think we have a good team. Joe the other night the team we are, but um, you know, I think we we beat a lot of good programs this year and we lost 3 games by 8 points. You know, Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna own all the things that we can do better, no doubt. But our teams haven't. Um, you don't see us. I'm, I'm gonna call that a blowout the other night. Whether it was or it wasn't, 17 points. Indianapolis here a year ago, they put it to us. But how many? Like we haven't. Like nobody's really run us out of the gym very often. But we, they played a very good game, and we. You know, we didn't have it the other night, but you, you got to be careful about saying off of one game. You know, it'd been like that Indianapolis game in season that we just said, hey, we stink, play all the young guys, kick the other guys to the curb. You know, if if this wasn't the tournament, if this had been the Cincinnati game in the regular season that we didn't get to finish and that was the outcome, we would have come back here and said, man, we just get kicked in the teeth. Let's look at it. What happened? You know, where are our matchup advantages? Where are they, where are they doing it? Did, we, sh- did they out-scheme us? We'd look at all those things. But um, I don't want to make it one game bigger than it is. The other night, they definitely proved that they deserved to move on, and we didn't. Sean will
2: talk about needing to make moves as the game itself evolves. And maybe, maybe this is too question, but I mean, is there anything that Cincinnati does? I'm thinking about those
6: receivers. That of, you see anything from them that This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.
0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: No, they have a good team. I mean, um, they right now are on the advantage of a rookie quarterback contract. And, you know, they had some lean years and without getting too much into their build and, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to suck bad enough to have to get Jamar Chase like he's a heck of a talent I'd love to have him but you gotta you gotta go through some lean years to do to do that and you know they you know they were able to get Burrow one and I don't remember where Chase was drafted but it was pretty high like and those guys are on their rookie deals we're paying Stefan Diggs a pretty hefty number we're paying Josh Allen a pretty hefty number so there is the constraints of the cap um, but they have a they have a really good team and they got some good young players. We're gonna to try to get as many good players as we can through the draft and through you know free agency, but you know, again, our cap situation is a little different by whoever's under the book. So um, does that answer the question? I,
2: guess so. I mean, how that leads to a, another question, actually. I mean, can you project how tight you are to the
1: cap and how much yeah, I mean, um, good question. Uh, I wish I had some answers that I don't. Normally in December we get we go to the labor meetings and we get kind of a floor and a ceiling of the cap. Like it's gonna be two hundred and eighteen to two hundred and twenty five million, something like that. We don't have that at this point. They were um basically waiting on that uh Sunday ticket deal with YouTube T V and, and maybe something else. So, you know, it's two oh eight this year but I couldn't tell you if it's going to be 220 or 230 or I'm hoping for a lot of dollars uh, as much because we need it. But, you know, right now we're probably in the 240s of what's on the book. It ain't going to be 240-something. So the short answer is we're going to have to get under the cap by moves. could be roster cuts, and that's – all the free agents that you guys are aware of, not on the books. All those are counting zero dollars. So um, we're going to have to, without telling you, I mean, you already know the answer, there's not going to be a, a Von Miller signing or somebody of that. We're, we're going to have to work to get under the cap so that we can operate next year.
3: Brandon, in a, in imagine, that situation, how much do you have to, in, in reality, hit the pause button so not,
1: yeah i mean we're we're gonna be creative um we're gonna try and win, and we're gonna do everything that's I started out by thanking Terry and Kim, and you know they'll give us every resource, and it's up to me to figure it out and we're gonna have we're gonna put as strong a team as we can out there, and hopefully we're hosting games next year that's that's the goal it's we're not going into this year saying Hey, I don't think we're gonna be as talented as we were last season or in 2020 when we went to the uh you know AFC championship we just got to you know we got to hit on draft picks we got to find you know low cost free agents that can find roles whether it's key backup um a solid starter or whatever it is and, and so it'll be on you know our, me and my scouting staff to uh to make the right moves just a Yeah, I mean, I'm not going not, to – we're not going – I think I've said it multiple times, we're not trying to go all in in one or two seasons, you know, but we'll be creative. We'll do things, you know, we may have to rework a few contracts. It's not that we're not going to do that, but I also don't want to in two years be $100 million over the cap like we've seen teams have to do. You know, I'm not looking to do that either. Yeah, I mean, um, it's how you want to look at it, Matt. It's when you have a, the better your team is, you, you probably don't have a bunch of young players making a bunch of plays. You you know, we're probably more of, we've built it up with more veterans or guys later in their, you know, towards the end of their rookie contracts that are coming up. So it, it makes it harder and harder. And some of these rookies in 2019 would have played a lot more for us or 2018, 2019 than they are in 2022. Um, it's just the reality of, you know, coaches and and we're always you want to know when you put some out there that they got it all figured out and you only get so much time preseason. So, you know, without going through them all, I think they you know most of them helped us in some way. You know, and and we'll be counting on them even more. Whether it's Kyrie rotated some this year, started some. You know, we'll be counting on him more. Uh, James Cook, his his you know is the he got more comfortable in the offense, um, figuring out the pro game. I mean, there, there's a lot of we talk about it, it's transition on the field, but also transition of life to a, what's a professional player versus what's a college player, and we just have to give these guys all time. But um, they're all our DNA. That you know we love them. Uh, you know Benford started out the year strong got hurt and didn't didn't get a chance to to come back. Terrell Bernard was one of our key backups and, and played special teams for us. Um, you know, we got roles for all of them, and I think going forward, explaining the cap situation that we're going to count on all these guys to, to be even more involved as we get into 2023. Marianne,
3: given the, the capital that you've used on the defensive line in the draft and obviously a bunch of free agents, yeah. is it a concern to you that after Von Miller went out, the play of the defensive line really was,
1: Yeah, but it took a nosedive after he left, is that a concern with all the high draft picks used up front? Yeah, I mean, um, a concern? No. Um, you know, it was definitely, you, you don't have a replacement in the cabinet for Vaughn Miller, and, and he, our D-line was really playing well with Vaughn out there. You know, he allows more guys to be singled up, and, and so, yeah. You know, I think we suffered some injuries. Jordan Phillips um, you know, played well in the preseason for us. It had you know, good years here before he left Arizona. Pulls his hammy in the Tennessee game. Work was working his way back, and then the first New England game does, does his rotator cuff. You know, I think we got beat up a little bit too in, in some of those areas. Um, Rousseau had the high ankle. You know, Greg was still, you know, without making the crazy excuses for him. I think pre-high ankle, he probably played better and felt more like himself than he did. After that, we went through some, you know, multiple calf injuries um there. We just you know, I think there's a lot of reasons, but you know, we're going to count on a lot of these guys to come back and, and including Vaughn and and we I said it earlier, we want to be strong up front. We do. Both sides of the ball, you know, if we think there's players whether it's draft free agency whatever it is that are better than what we got up front, then we'll, we'll definitely not hesitate to add there.
5: Brandon, when you, you've done a lot of drafting, developing, and then signing players, but it, they don't always move in a linear way where it's up, up, up every year. I think of a guy like Gabe Davis who you drafted. How difficult is it to look at him, not just contractually as that clock ticks, but also his role with the team and how you look at the future for that position? Somebody maybe even specifically like him When in a normal, if it was a great progression, it would be maybe a simpler decision. Maybe not necessarily easy, but your plan would
1: be to have him continue in that role. Yeah, I mean, Gabe was in a um, a full-time starter role this year, whereas in previous years he was number one sub or part-time starter. And so, you know, I think Gabe did some good things this year. I know people focused on some drops um, that he had, you know, but you know, Gabe's still a young player. Still did a lot of good things, still made a lot of plays for us. Um, I think that is a new transition as a full-time starter. And and what you're going to see when you're coming in as the sub versus, you know, he finished on a very strong note in the postseason. I'm sure every corner lining up from him, across from him, knew I, I better be on this guy or he'll make me pay. Whereas maybe – first couple of years, you're backing up, whether it's John Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, whoever, you're coming in a few plays, you're doing different roles, you know, maybe they're not all eyes on you the way that, you know, I think everyone after Gabe's postseason last year was very aware of him, and like I said, he did some very good things this year, there's some plays he wants back, and, and um, no one outworks Gabe, and he he's, you know, I trust Gabe a lot, I know Josh trusts him, I know our coaches trust him, and and wherever he fell short this year, uh, I'll bet you he'll 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 prove it and prove it right and fix it next year. Yeah, you're right, Matty.
5: Brandon, we heard yesterday from Sean um, McDermott, and he said that the next few days you guys are going to be evaluating your own roster and then also starting to put proper value on positions as you move forward. Can you explain how that the value of certain positions may change as
1: the NFL continuously evolves? Yeah, I mean it starts with quarterback um and you you're that's never going to change but i think you know you may ask you may ask one team and they may say a a corner is just as valuable as a pass rusher you may ask another team and they may say that um you know they want a, a safety and their system is more important than their middle linebacker like you just so we have our own priorities of how we do our offense, how we do our defense what's what's most important and uh we'll talk about that like where where our strong points are, and then where of these positions of of highest value, where are we weakest, where are we getting exposed and and that's an every year you know kind of question, Maddie does that make sense?
4: Ball they've played, what they've meant to this defense. I mean, you seem to be in a kind of a tough spot here with both of them. What are your thoughts on their seasons and how do you address each of their individual situations?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, two two guys that are true Buffalo Bills. Um, can't say enough of great things about them. I'll start with Jordan. Just Jordan was in the first year here, helping us go through the ups and downs and. Um, that first playoff run and him and Micah it's hard to think of one without the other but um, you know Jordan had some unfortunate luck this year starting in training camp where he got hurt and then um, you know just one thing after another he you know and the guy you know took a bus or, or uh, we rented one of those vans or whatever to get him to Kansas City you know I don't know how many players would have done that I give Jordan a lot of credit and he you know he was a pro and I know the whole contract thing like People can handle those in in many different ways. We all see that, um, but a lot of respect for how Jordan, you know, handled this and and man, he's he, he's a great pro and, and did a lot of great things, you know, for us and and would love to get him back uh, for sure. Would be the first to tell you, you know, again when we get some clarity on the cap and what we can do, we'll know more there. Um, Tremaine, you know, we talked about it earlier, you know draft, develop, re-sign, like where that guy has gone is he's just, he's been amazing Um, to watch his growth from a 19-year-old, I mean, it's not like he's 29, you know, this kid, he's still a kid, Um, he's a young man, but, you know, very proud of who he is, and you can just see his maturation, like used to Tremaine, you guys feel him, he's a little, as big as he is, He's so nice, and like you know you saw some anger, like fussing at guys, hey, you know, get your in gear and like just the growth and him being comfortable in his skin to call out another player, whether it's a young guy or a vet, so um he's a big part of our success as well, coming in with Josh that year, and um you know like like Poirier and many of these other guys would love to keep them all and and we'll we'll do our best. Can you make a I got no idea. I, I really I, I don't even know what the caps going to be, John.
5: Brand, would you consider the franchise tag. Um for me, I would say especially with the
1: would you consider using that if you have to? Yeah, I mean we're going to look at all that um because outside because pass rushers get put in there uh that number can can be high. So we'd have to really create some room to do that for him, but uh we'll look at it for sure.
5: Yes, yeah. Brandon, what is your thoughts on Ken Dorsey, and how
0: do you help a first-year play caller and a quarterback who's still trying to
1: develop their game? Yeah, I mean, um, I would hope that I'm a better GM now than I was in 2017 or 2018, and and, um, Ken did a lot of good things. Our offensive numbers are good. Like any time you go through something the first year, I'm sure he felt at times like he was drinking out of a fire hose. You're dealing with different things, but... Uh, Ken is a hard worker. Um, He's smart, and you got a guy who played the position at a very high level. You know, won national championships on a a major college team, and that's an asset to knowing what, in this case, Josh is going through. And so, uh, Ken will be very self-critical. We'll we'll all put our heads together. um, You know, of of, hey, these things went well. and these are some areas maybe we, we want to grow. And, um, but it's, you know, Sean talks about us about having the growth mindset. And I believe Ken does have that. And, and we'll continue to look for ways to, to, to help him. And that's our job to kind of support him in that, you know, as he enters year two.
5: Brandon, you said earlier you don't want to overreact to one game, how this season ended. But how do you juggle not overreacting to that game while understanding that you still haven't reached the goal
1: the past couple of years here, and that maybe changes Need to be made. yeah I mean you know john it's really um, you know we've done a lot of good things, and you have to be playing your best football at this time of year and again this year we we weren't when we hit the playoffs we weren't in a groove the way we were in 2020 or twenty twenty one and um, without going back into that it, that's you have to set yourself up. In the regular season, for seeding, and obviously you want the one, so you get that bye. And we were right there going to Cincinnati, and you know we we lost. It is what it is, but um, you know there's a lot of people in this league that would sign up to be the number two seed because you know you're hosting two games as long as you win, and a chance if one loses to host all three, and. That's the, that's the easiest route to the Super Bowl. You have to put yourself in that position because, yes, you can go on the road and win three games. We've seen that done. That's hard um, to do. But, you, you, again, you want to be a consistent team. It starts with winning your division every year, getting home playoff games. We've slowly moved up the ranking. we haven't got that one seed yet. But uh, we're going to keep looking at every avenue we can. But I don't, I don't want to overreact to one game. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to give out roster spots or anything, but I would say Spencer, um, let's look at Spencer's, you know, again. I think as a world of social media and everything and uh, all the scouts on social media that can tell us who can play and who can't, is you got a young man that went to Northern Iowa. And again, I'm not making excuses, I'm just trying to lay it out. And get to play because of COVID, okay? Then he gets drafted. From northern Iowa, which is not Alabama or LSU or some of those programs, and he's got to go play in the NFL. Part time starter for us. And then in the off season has this back issue that we can't get calmed down and has to have the surgery that he has, so he misses the whole off season. And then he goes into training camp and you guys were at camp. You saw him. He he wasn't able to do much. We honestly didn't think that we would play him game one. But he he got himself there. and But we got there without all the reps that you need as a veteran. Like I wouldn't have wanted to put Deion Dawkins out there without all those reps. And so what I saw in Spencer is a guy the second half of the season that played better than the first half of the season. So I got a lot of confidence in him. He's maturing. He's understanding the league, a lot different type of pass rusher he's having a block here than what he saw at Northern Iowa so I would ask people that are critical of him give him some due just like we were talking about Ken Dorsey like I thought Spencer was showing an error up but again we're not going to give him a roster spot we're going to bring in competition um, the best we can and I expect him to answer the bell
2: bring the Stephon big, that situation uh, in game and post game how much of a
1: you know, Steph's a competitor, um, Adam, and, and I'd rather have guys like that. I've been around it. You know, Steve Smith was a lot like that. Um, I'd rather have guys i got to cool off and just, you know, he wants to win. And that's, that's – I can live with that. Um, versus I, I've been around people that um, I question, are they just here for the Monday paycheck? Stephon Diggs has been paid very handsomely. OK, he, he could say, man, I'm, I'm good. I'm set. I can take my private jets. I can do whatever I want. Um, he wants to win. And so uh, he wears his emotions on his sleeve. And But that's what makes him really, really good. That's who Steph was coming out. Like, you're not going to, you know, I got my warts too. And certain things about me, you're not going to change either. I'm an emotional guy too. And, and if I was losing out there. Sometimes I probably think I'd be worse than Steph. So um, does that answer it? Yeah. <laughs> so Brandon, about a year ago, you were talking about this time here, about not to expect any big splashes of the case in the skin,
2: two months later we know what happened. Um, today you said don't expect a bond miller skin. How much more firm do you think that might be, or should, is it
3: possibility for you another surprise No,
1: that- uh, Vaughn Vaughn's that ticket for this year too cuz we're still we still got to pay him. And so um when we made that move that was a all right, here's your big ticket expense. It wasn't a one year deal type. If it was a one year deal with Vaughn maybe um but that's kind of our you know pass rusher big ticket that so no. I don't expect that. I
5: know it's outside I'll hold that. I know it's outside but you came in this year as a Super Bowl favorite for mm-hmm. a lot of people. That's likely not the case next year. Is there any benefit to maybe getting back to being a feeling of an underdog again, even though it's not that far back, but it's different now than maybe it was coming into this year, maybe for the entire organization.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, w- whether we're the underdog or, you know, I think Sean does a good job of just, Control what you can control. You can't control what the narrative is out there. You you can't listen to it, whether it's somebody bashing you or whether it's somebody telling you how great you are. Usually, the truth somewhere in the middle. And um, we just have to. It's really about in these walls, who we are, what our message is, what we're doing, and how we work. And this will be a new team, Mike. And it'll it'll um, every team is a new team. And that's what's hard about this because you love and respect. I'll never forget. This team and what they all went through—that's the hard part of just an abrupt ending like this. Um, is you know you know it's going to change because it's a business, and but you know ultimately um, next year's team. I hope people are saying good things about it. You know whether whether people are saying we're supposed to be in the Super Bowl like last year. You know time will tell. But you're right; they probably won't. But it's ultimately we've won the division three years in a row. You're still going to have targets on your back until you know at least from your division opponents. It's
2: been a lot of talking about Super Bowl windows,
1: and it's been closing and there's still a whatever it is. is it's too simple to say as long as Josh Allen is your team's quarterback you're still in your window. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I, I you know we're going to try we have plans to try and win every season, okay? I you know and we're not we're not modeling anything in our forecast to say hey we're going to be really good. We're going to compete our butts off in 22, 23, and 24. But when 25 gets here, um, we're going to shred the roster other than Josh. And, like, we have a plan to try and do it every year. Now, things happen and, uh, with injuries. And, and again, um, you know, I think our medical team's done a really good job. And, and not that they didn't this year, we just um, we got the bug a little bit this year early on. And,. You know, I kept thinking, man, if we can just get to the bye, we'll be all right. And then it just—it never went away.
5: Brandon, do, you a, do you have a philosophy on you when, you pick, when you value wide receivers in the draft? Because historically speaking, since you've been here, you guys haven't really chosen one.
1: So maybe a little bit later. Or does that just really come with the value of the board? I Chose Steph Diggs in the first round, <laughs> right? Right. right. I know. I right. Think
5: as player, using a draft pick itself yeah.
1: on a younger player. It's really, no, I mean, I wouldn't hesitate. It's not a position that I say, hey, you don't take in the first round or anything like that. It's If he's a really good football player and he can fit in our offense what we require of a receiver, we'd take him in a minute. If if Jamar Chase, a guy like that, fell to us at 27 this year, I'd turn the card in in a minute. So.
4: Would you... Would you, you uh top ten pick on Ed. He made a big investment by picking up his
1: fifth-year option. Did you get what you needed from him this year, particularly after Vaughn got hurt, and I guess more particularly in the postseason? Yeah, I mean, um, I think Ed's um, Ed has done some really good things for us and has grown from, you know, looking back. at He just finished his fourth season with us, yeah. Um, I think there's some things he's done well, but I do think there's some meat on the bone. It's not from a lack of effort. Um, he works hard uh, he's one of the guys but I think he'd tell you too there's probably some plays he wants back in certain games or certain moments um, and you know going into his um, you know we picked up his fifth year option so going into to this season um, you know we we expect him to you know you know find a little bit more and, and I know Ed expects that of himself.
4: Randy
0: you talk about
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Devin, you want to talk about one of the most selfless people you can meet just um and you know, just love him from day one and what he's done and and um just very steady personality, uh selfless, um team first, whatever's needed. You need him to pass protect. You need him to, you know, he, I would say one of the things he really improved on was his short yardage running. We used him a little bit more when we traded Zach um to Indy when we got Naheem and you know he's two hundred pounds, but uh, he showed some grit in there. we had some some tough runs late in the season. We know he can make guys miss in a phone booth and um, you know I thought his his hands improved or in his pass feel improved over the years so great pro and and love devin and and so again he is a free agent too so we'll, we'll have to see from the business standpoint uh you know how that will work out for us hey, Brandy, like
4: to do your assessment of your coordinators you spoke about Ken. Dorsey. To expand that to the other side of the ball with Leslie Frazier, you mentioned some inconsistent moments and in the failure to put a complete game together. Do you feel the coaching staff or the players in the best position to maybe overcome some of those inconsistent
1: moments this season? Yeah, I think the coaching staff, you know, we won 13 games. So, again, it's like Josh will tell you, I want some throws back. Um, like anything, it's it's easy for us all to sit here and question you know, Ken Dorsey, why did you you know, why did you go deep there and not get the first down, or why did you run the ball there on third and two, you know, we could we hadn't run it well earlier in the game. Whatever you know, everyone's a Monday morning quarterback. Or Leslie Frazier, why didn't you blitz more? Or why didn't you why were the corners off? I mean you you can second guess these guys all day long. Um but you know, I basically speaking, we've had really good defenses and, and in his credit and in Ken's first year um, coordinator and and again, not everything was perfect for either one of them, but they 're both pros and and you know it, you have to understand that sometimes games aren 't going to go for a player or a coach exactly the way you want, and um, that 's the reality of it.
2: that the word on
1: him is he's not going to need any type of surgery on that elbow. Yeah, I think, I think we're good there. Um, you know, Josh, the bar is so high for Josh, let's be honest. Um, and so, you know, if he doesn't play an elite game, then people say he should have done better. And, and you know, I would say there's probably some some turnovers that, that he would tell you, nah, I can't put the ball in harm's harm's way, but we also see those plays that he makes no 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 oh what a play and so you have to live with that a little bit i mean he he's just such a unique player that if you're going to you know pat him on the butt for the wow play you got to overlook that sometimes just trying to make a play he's going to throw back cross traffic you know i think josh has continued to grow his leadership this year i think took another you know uh, you know another turn up and I think you saw that through some of the adversity that we dealt with. And, you know, I know when we were in the, the thing that stood out to me was when we were in the locker room dealing with DeMar situation in Cincinnati, that Josh was, people were looking to Josh of communicating with me, Sean and Terry on, you know, and Ron of what, what we were going to do, how we were going to do this and, there's no playbook for that for him either. Not for us either. But um, you know, his teammates were looking to him and he he was ready to answer it, even though he was emotionally like us going through it all and, and I thought he handled that that whole thing. It it weighed on him a lot, uh and I thought he, he worked his way through it. But overall, you know, Adam I think Josh, you know, had a really good year for us. We did a lot of good things. You know, the only thing I get on to him he's got too many bruises on him. And we gotta work on on taking less hits is that's that's the only reason I'm going to ever criticize Josh is just take less hits Yeah, I mean, without getting into it, it's in fairness to the coaches, it does take some time to get them up to speed, um, you know, from that standpoint. And and it's hard to, you know, I think it will be easier in an offseason um, to get them the whole playbook, get the feel. You kind of install a lot more things than you do in season. Um, so, yeah, I mean, in a perfect world, would have loved to get in more touches, and, and hopefully that will happen next season.
4: Mm-hmm. So
1: think about, you know, what you got. Yeah, I thought Cole came in, um, and it took him a little time. He, had, you know, he played that whatever two weeks in Tampa, but he was really just sounds like playing basketball and throwing with, you know, just a buddy or somebody. So he wasn't in like football shape, the speed of the game, and I think he'd be the first to tell you. So it took him some time. You know, part of the reason we had him on the practice squad, just get yourself going. But I thought. Um, the last couple of weeks, you started seeing in those two postseason games, really, you started seeing um, the Cole who was here before. This offense is similar, but it's not exactly the same, so there was a little bit of nuance there from that standpoint That of some of the route combinations um, versus exactly what he left when Daves was here.
4: What are
0: some of the bright spots you notice about this team that get
1: you excited for the next season process? Oh, i could be here for a while on that, Mookie. We got a lot of bright spots. Um, you know, starting with, with Josh Allen. Like, he, it's a quarterback league, and um, you know, we got one of the better ones in the league. And and he's just going to continue to get better because he's he's going to see more and, and go through it. But we got a lot of a lot of players um, all over the board. You know, without going through them, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I think we got a good building. I think we've got people that understand what it takes, and so um we're a long way from where we were when we got here but we know there's work to do and you know just everyone in this building is frustrated that we didn't get the result that we all wanted um but no one's feeling sorry for themselves it's it's back at it and let's be honest and so i'm excited that uh we're all gonna you know there's not gonna be any finger pointing we're all gonna work through this and um we're going to work on answers you know, for 2023 and, and hopefully get the outcome we're looking for next year. Brandon,
4: you mentioned last year how Josh taking less hits. And obviously that's kind of part of his play is he's going to take those hits. But what does the team or can Josh do so that next year we're not sitting here being like, he's got all these bruises, he needs to take less hits. Like, what does this team need to do to limit
1: those hits on him? Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's twofold. You know, Josh is his own word. I mean, he's just such a competitor. He gets out there and... and He's you know, he thinks he's a linebacker, uh, sometimes and, and um again, we talked about Steph, whether well, I mean, like that's you don't want to take that out of Josh, you know, and a few you know, a few runs here or there, it's just knowing when to get down, when to get out of bounds and I thought last season he actually made his biggest jump with taking less hits. I think this year there were some times and some games where he felt for whatever reason maybe we weren't rolling you know the way we wanted to in the passing game, and he's like, I'm going to put it in my hands. Like, you know, he trusts himself, and and so we just got to, um, he's got to trust our playmakers, and then our playmakers have to make plays. You know, I think if if they if if they're doing that and he's doing his part, then hopefully he feels less obligation that he's got to tuck it and run it.
2: your expectation for Vaughn Miller in terms of when he comes back and relative to like when Trey did, for example, looking ahead as you make your plans.
1: Yeah, I think Vaughn's in a good spot. I think he's doing well. Um I I expect him I'm gonna say the same thing. I I expect him for a good portion of twenty twenty I'm not ruling out all of twenty twenty three, but I don't want to say that either. I think it's it's too early. Um I think I was asking Nate, he's seven weeks it's crazy how time flies, but that was seven weeks ago that he had that surgery. And that point, uh, to me, this
5: is a season. I know every injury for each player is different.
1: Is there anything you learned from how that one as far as it took a bit longer for him to get back out there that might apply to another player? Yeah, that's a good question. Um I think one of the things I learned is that same injury, different different surgery, I mean different surgeons, different expectations, different you know, I could I could tear my ACL and it just be ACL only. You could tear your A C L and it could be some cartilage, some meniscus, some other things. So some of those play into each of these. We all generally just hear he tore his ACL. Um so I think that and I think too if you know in Trey's situation, um, you know, it's the first time he had a, a major injury and so you want to make sure, he, you know, that mentally he's ready to go back out there. And if if you're worried about getting injured when you're out there, you might get in. You know what I mean? It's just so – the thing about Vaughn, he's actually torn his ACL before he's had a long – so that gives me confidence that he, he understands what that's like and, and the whole rehab process. And um, that's probably the best I could tell you is that, all surgeries are a little bit different and um but we feel good with where Vaughn's at. He knew it was still gonna be a
3: process even once he came back. What do you
1: think he did once he was back on the field this season? Yeah. Yeah, I think he was definitely rusty early. Um I think part of that is just not playing football for a year. I mean and I we talked about that. I'm like Trey if you if you retired and came back after a year even if you had no injury you'd be rusty. You can't just walk out there Spencer Brown we talked about earlier. You need reps. You, there's nothing you can do to replicate going against the speed that these guys play. And so I think separate of the injury just playing football again, getting into the rhythm and studying what the opponents doing and knowing that it's different than than rehab. And so I think that took him time, but I thought he got better and better and more confident. It's natural. Um if you tear your ACL, you're not just going to go plant and drive that thing as a corner the first time they throw your way. And so, you know, I think he did, you know, he did really good. He handled it. And I think next year he'll be even more confident and then he'll be further off the injury. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, guys.
0: Thank
5: you. Appreciate you.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.